Hello, welcome to Hit Different, a bonus episode, episode, episode. It's an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Don't milk this joke too much, much, much. I'm joined by the Princess of Pipes. It is Hannah Joy of Middle Kids. Hello, Hannah. Hey, greetings. Greetings to you. Wearing a very fetching uh, corduroy onesie overall, fawn-colored caramel koala Drop the koala kind of vibe here. Where'd you get this 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 piece of, of greatness? Dude, I don't know. It's true. I wish I could see, but I can't tell you. Lean, I, lean I have over. a lot of jumpsuits. Okay. I'm checking the jumpsuit. I'm going right down. So con- consensual. All right. It is <laughs> made in China. Insight. 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 One second. Repeat after me. I. It says on the back, repeat after oh, me, yeah. I am free. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. Okay. It's not true, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> in China, it ain't true. Ooh. Oh. Political okay. political gear early. Now we are joined today by Hannah Joy from Middle Kids, and we're going to talk uh, specifically to the title of this is Hit Different, some music that hit different at various times of your life. And from there, we'll you know spiral off into some mm. great digressions and anecdotes and um, interesting insights into you and how you've come to be here, this pokey little studio in Fitzroy, talking to a man with a moon boot. Here we go. Talk me through the first piece of music that super moved you as a kid and how it made you feel and just when and where and how the heck. Uh, Well, there was heaps, really. Um, My dad played a lot of classical music in the house. And it was interesting because I can even think back to like music that he played that didn't move me, but it was just like noise. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. But I I can remember very, very young. Um, I remember... Packerbell's Canon was something. Yes. <laughs> really weird, but that really got me. And then um, there's this, yeah, like piece of music called Thus Spake Zarathustra. And it's like this epic. Richard Strauss. Yeah. I remember dad actually telling me he wanted, he wanted mom to walk down the aisle to that song, which would have been like super epic. I think it might be in a movie. It's like. This is Space Odyssey. Yeah, 2001 is Yeah, Odyssey. okay, okay. The there you theme go. of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, Works um, very well on a DJ set. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, you build it up and then boom, I, I yes. played it at a little red concert a few years ago and put it in Caribou Dude, afterwards. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. I would lose my mind. I would be like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, and he used to like turn all the lights off in the house and then we'd have to like hide while that song was playing. What? Or we would lie on the floor. He'd be like, want to show us a piece of music and we'd all have to like lie on the floor and listen. And wow. In the dark? Mm-hmm. Or in, yeah, yeah. So in the dark, you've got some, so it's a record, some nice Dolby surround sound kind of vibe going I, on. I wish I could know. Like I'm not, I'm not so technically minded in that mm-hmm. sense. I just, there was just like, we had the big CD rack and. Just he would put it on. I don't know through what. Unreal. And mm. would you be like shh, shushing you, etc.? No, because we were yeah. into it. Yeah, cool. You know, I mean, we'd giggle sometimes or whatnot, but like it was, we were all, all about it. That's fucking powerful. Yeah, to it's lie really down cool. And go full space odyssey in the dark in your house in Taramara, New South Wales. New South yeah. Wales. Wowza. So it was pretty cool. And then like also, you know, my both of my grands are like really, they're like amazing musicians, and so there was just heaps of music really early on mm-hmm. with them, and um. But I think like it was the classical music that grabbed me and then pop. 
Like mm-hmm. I was really into pop and I'd like sit with my little, you know, cassette player on the radio and like trying to record songs, you know, yep. like I'd hear on there. Just to and, do that as well. Kids yeah. don't get to do that anymore. I know. Which is that you don't get to go through the anguish of having to put up with ads or the ads become part of the thing you look, listen back to. Exactly. And, and then you're yeah. like, do I miss the first couple of seconds because this like dickhead won't stop talking or yep. do I just get it? Like it was a yeah. fine art ripping off the radio, but, you know. I can no give you a good, a good Fox FM station ID by Bon Jovi. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is John Bon Jovi. This is Richard Sambora from Bon Jovi. You listen to the only station in the nation that makes any matter. This is Take 40 Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Good fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so now I've been told there's quite a wholesome scene on a weekly basis around your house, around mm. the piano, you guys singing perhaps Radiohead. Oh, yeah. What tells yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, seriously, anything. Well, my brother's. They like have such nice voices, like actually better than me. But you know, they're like work in finance and are athletes, so they don't need to. <laughs> you call them they don't need to worry before. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but we all love singing together, and um, we'll like, but we'll often sing like really sad songs, like Sufjan Stevens or Radiohead oh, yeah. or or like old hymns and like heaps of different kind of music. But it's like kind of it just always ends up there like we're not mm-hmm. even like and now it's time to sing gather around it's, <laughs> it's like i don't know like we just kind of always end there we, someone will like pick up a guitar or put, you know and then uh-huh. we'll all be like singing and how when did this start when we were really young because um there's always a rule in our house like whoever cooks doesn't have to clean up yeah. so then everyone else has to clean up and then what we do is like so all five of us would be cleaning and we'd put on some music and then we would all like cook I mean clean and then sing and then like eventually then someone would like pick up an instrument and just like blah 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 so like it's just always kind of been like a way that we've engaged with each other and made Mm. it like it was very ingrained into our our day-to-day you know like dancing and singing and very communal like connecting thing for us I love the idea of just gravitate so was it around the piano it was around guitar in the lounge yeah always and like in the winter we had this like nice big fireplace so we got the fire be going and either i'd play the piano or my brother play guitar and yeah it was cool it's like it's actually like probably one of the most special enduring memories i have Mm. kind of like that grew with our family you know Mm, mm. which is cool and does it still happen when you guys hang out yeah it does yeah Yeah, it's really cool that's amazing. Mm. Uh, and so how does the family go? Uh, let me just take this, this question back. So Nina Simone Cinema is a song you've, you've named as well. Um, Bridge Over Trouble Water, Simon and Garfunkel. I grew up with heaps of Simon and Garfunkel, oh, cool. you know, long trips in New South Wales, same tape, back to front, back to front, back to front. The song The Boxer, Lie, Lie, Lie. Yeah. Lie, 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 It's so good. The reverb on that thing is insane. I'm like, wow. Hit different, hit different, Yeah, exactly. So tell us about you get because uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I think as a kid, when you listen to that music, you, you're very taken because it's the first time you probably have heard dual vocals mm. and that real soft and amazing falsetto of of Art Garfunkel, and then Paul Simon's kind of cheeky, suave vibes as well. Yeah, very very wordy. Yeah, tell us a bit about Simon and Garfunkel. Whether that was a, a, a pivotal one for you. Well, interestingly, I haven't thought about this before, but just as you're saying, like there is something quite like childish about them yep. like all there's like that like you know Paul Simon's really like fun and weird and yep. then like I feel like art he's like his voice is just I don't know so pure but mm. I, I think like it does make sense that kids would be drawn to them because it's like mm. I don't know me what, and Julio down by the schoolyard yeah, yeah it's just like yeah, I don't okay. know yeah maybe the images and stuff and it's kind of cool too because Tim 
really liked Simon and Garfunkel growing up. And we had mm-hmm. really different music tastes, but that that was like a crossover artist mm-hmm. for us, which is cool. This is Tim uh, Fitz, husband of? Mm. Yes. Father too? Yes. Sonny. Yeah. So, um, but I, I mean, I can't even remember that because like, I didn't come to Simon and Garfunkel through my family. I didn't even... That was one of my own discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, like, when, at what point of life. But it was, like, very, like, I think particularly with Bridge Over Troubled Water, like, it's just, like, they just put it all out there, you know? Like, yeah, and I just, yeah. it's that kind of music where they're just, like, ah, here's the cry of my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, and it yeah. can be, like, you know, really joyful sometimes and then really intense and epic. And I think, like, that one just, like, so huge. Mm, mm, mm. Totally. So... You sort of turn 10, 11, 12 around there. Is there a certain music that you're getting to in, in this age, which is a little bit maybe darker or slash a bit edgier? Mm. You know, we, as a kid, you can dangerous. Like for me, Chili Peppers sort of popped up. I was like, yeah. fuck. And my dad was like, I read about these Chili Peppers and I don't want you listening to them. Of course. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to them. You're like noted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually think it was that age when I discovered Radiohead. More like 12, my brother gave me Kid A and mm. I took I remember taking my discman to school and sitting on the the sandstone library steps <laughs> and like clicking in my little seat. Paint a picture. Yeah, and I had no idea like what was about to happen, but I was like do do do, and because um, I'd often just like go and sit by the library and listen to music, very social. Really? <laughs> I mean, I would hang out too, but just sometimes I like to do it. And um, he was like, "Here, you should check these people out," and I was like, "Cool." And I just remember like I felt like everything has changed now. Like yep. I was like, something has happened. And I couldn't even, I didn't have words for it, but like something in my soul was like, you know, being touched on. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit. And mm-hmm. then I just couldn't stop listening to it. But mm-hmm. I didn't actually listen to any other Radiohead. Like I'm I'm probably not super explorative. Like mm-hmm. it has to kind of almost invade me. Yep. And then I'll be like, submit. You know, like I, <laughs> so I just kind of like, it wasn't like I got that record. I'm like, I've got to, who are they? Let me find out. I mean, I was also so young, but yep. I just kind of let, like I will just rinse something, yeah. Like, like so badly. I have to like. I have a discipline now. Where I'm like, do not rinse it. Do not destroy it. Um, <laughs> it used to be easier. Sorry about it. Because mm. I remember even with the uh, maybe a later Radiohead re- record, Amnesiac, mm. and I got it. I listened to it for two weeks and then gave it to someone for three weeks. And that was oh, I was always my course, thing. Like, could be free. get it, okay. You know, thrash it and then yeah, yeah, give yeah, it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you get it back, you've kind of the honeymoon period's over. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see other music. Yes. <laughs> it's an open relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a good that's a good shout. Mm, mm. Not but yeah, now you have to be like, don't open that link. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not it's not as uh to sort of be to digress a little. I find it's not as a uh, sexy experience slash tan- tactile as it, mm. as it was. Mm-hmm. It's annoying that uh, the, 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 having to hold onto something like a CD. Mm. And, yeah, I'm romanticizing it for a reason. It's a romantic moment to yeah. put a CD in. We had a Secret Chief CD, Mr. Bungle Offshoot, that bounced out of our car, uh, our bongo van on the way to a nightclub, Punt Road, and we went back and was in the mud and we picked it out and it was pristine. Oh, I love And that. we put it back in and, yeah. and we are playing because there was no CD playing in the car, so we had a boombox in the car. Mm-hmm. And off we went and it was just fucking, oh, my God. You know, it was absolutely hen, hen's teeth kind of vibes. Yes. So that, what's your take on on, on streaming? And, and, you know, even as an artist, when you're putting something out, mm. knowing people are going to listen to it by clicking on a link as opposed to necessarily short vinyl. But, yeah. You know, yeah, I, nice com- it's true. Like I – it is so different. Like I remember saving up 
like I used to do chores, like empty the dishwasher, I get 20 cents and, you know, saving up and buying like singles. Like I remember buying like Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird with all my coins from doing all my chores. And I just mm. thought like that, that process that like working for something and building up you know, a little fortune and getting something like music, it does definitely change the relationship. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's for better or for worse, but like that was so meaningful to be like, as a young kid being like, how can I utilize my time and resources to like get four songs? Yes. As opposed to just oh. kind of be like, click, you know, so I don't know, like it's, I haven't thought heaps about it, but then I we did feel, have a better. Mm, right? Yeah. To earn it. Exactly. And that's mm. so precious. Mm, mm. And then there's ownership of it too. Like yep. you don't, you don't feel like when it's on your like phone, it's, it's not yours. It's you, just you don't the, borrow it. You, no, you know, no, yeah, you know, exactly. You can't borrow it off somebody mm -hmm. and feel like, oh, I've got your three CDs, but you've got two of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see you to give it back. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we definitely lost that. I'd like it. The CDs will make a comeback. It sounds like a weird sentence, but they will, uh, much to the chagrin of my partner, who <laughs> keeps saying to me, oh, you see, you're converting more CDs to USBs for your DJ sets? That's really good. Can you keep doing that? Lots. Yeah. <laughs> so you think they are coming back? They will, for sure. Everything. Oh, Nostalgia's, cool. yeah. you know, people. It's very powerful. Exactly. And people love that swing back as well. They yeah. love that whole, you know, if we're doing this thing now. Oh, why don't we do this again? Because it mm. was cool back then. And mm. So that's a really interesting one. Um, Kate Bush. How, yeah. did, how did you get into Kate Bush? Because you've named this woman's work as a song that really moved you. Do yeah. you remember where you were when you first heard yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, that again was from my dad. Thanks, what a, daddy. What a, what a champ. Yeah, yeah. He's He's got cool music taste. But, um, but that actually like, and then I kind of like, didn't really even get into it that when I was that young, but then like as an as I kind of like as a young teen, like just even in terms of how she like embodied being a woman, and she mm. was just so free to be herself. And I feel like um, I think I'm always drawn to those artists, but I think there was like a particular way of her femininity that I and weirdness that I like was really drawn to, and like so it wasn't like it's like here I am and. It's kind of weird, but this is who I am. Like, yep. I really love that. And then just the way she throws her voice around is, like, so mm. exciting. Mm. So listening to that, when did you see it um, on a video? And Because you, you would have listened to it first yeah, and, sure. then, and then came up with an idea in your mind of what yeah, Kate Bush looked yeah, yeah. like. And then having seen it on Rage or something. Yeah, I don't even know. I, mm. I couldn't even tell you. But, mm. like, I remember when I did see her, it was like, okay. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just the – then having that like visual element of it with the sound was like very exciting. Mm. Um, but Wouldn't, the Wuthering Heights clip, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. left left a yeah, mark. It's you know? insane. Yeah. Yes. And I think like I I'm not very gifted in like the at all actually like, in that kind of like visual expression. Mm -hmm. Like in terms, you know, when you like artwork or video clips, I'm like I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> you know, like so when I also see artists that can express themselves that way. Mm as well as their music, I'm like mm. totally enamored by that because it's mm. just, I don't, it's just so amazing to me. Grimes says she comes up with an idea for a video before she makes the song. See, that and, is insane. Yeah. That is so cool. And that's how she makes a song. She goes, oh, I this, love this that. is the idea of the video. Okay, now I'm going to make a song to go with that. You what know? the heck? Yeah, that's no, nuts. It's dope, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, we talk about heartbreak, just a bit of a, a, a gear shift because we just... I wanted to ask you about this. So for me, I went through this 13-month relationship with somebody, watched them fall in love with someone else towards the end of a relationship, mm. watched them get together, and I was heartbroken for, I would say, two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the Beck song, Such a beautiful way to break my heart. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm free. <laughs> this is great. That is cool. I just emancipated it and, you know, and I just – 
you know, they broke up not soon afterwards. Yeah. And, but that was a really great way of just getting over something and, and just having clarity. And that's yeah. what it gave me. And I know you have a lot of faith in the power of music to heal. Mm. Have you, what's your big, best breakup moment through music? Um, it is a good question. To be honest, like, I don't even know if I have any legitimate breakups because, mm -hmm. like, I just, I didn't have any serious relationships before I got married mm -hmm. because I was, like, so flitty. I was, like, I would never, like, be, I would, like, hook up with people mm -hmm. and I would keep it very loose mm -hmm. and, like, like I never had a boyfriend or a partner or anything like this. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if I've ever, like, been through that kind of yeah. in terms of like a relationship I've yep. had heartbreak in other ways yep. and so I think there have definitely been records um that like definitely like the national like big time and yep. like it's so cool the healing power of music like mm. it's not even like as you say like that Beck song it's like mm. they don't have the answer for you mm -hmm. they don't even have like the thing of saying like it's gonna be okay it's like it fucking sucks or it's so painful yep. but like but somehow you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> then, it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And yeah. then actually even more recently, Carrie and Lol, that Sufjan record, yep. was like really big in terms mm. of like meeting me in some of my pain. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, that record, I really, really love it, which is really cool. It, it gets you. It sort of slaps you upside the head too, that album too. Yeah. And I think it was about the death of his parents, Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And what were you going through that, that – uh, that sort of Sufjan helped flesh out and, and you know. Yeah, well, because it's crazy. Like I didn't – it wasn't like a death. I wasn't like mourning the life of someone. Mm. But I think like I couldn't even say – like I think we go through these like little mourning period, all these like grief periods of like a loss of like a part of ourselves mm -hmm. or just generally feeling lost. Like I'm like – I have like very frequent existential crises where I'm like mm – -hmm. I don't know what life is about. Mm -hmm. Some people don't really care what life is about so much on that mm -hmm. big picture level. They're happy just kind of like coast, or, or they're just happy to be like, "This is important to me." You know, friends, family, work, da da da, yep. and I'm going to live that out. And actually, yep. like, there's a beautiful freedom and peace in that. But I've mm -hmm. just never felt like I could be doing that. And underneath, I'm like, "What is true? What is, you know?" It's like, and it's like definitely annoying and tiring. Everyone's like, "Shut up, just live. It's fine. Yep. Your life is fine." Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. "Yes, but what is it?" <laughs> Like, what you know, yeah. and so I think like Sufjan is one an artist who sometimes, well, I suspect kind of like thinks about those kind of things. And I know everyone does in a way, but like I feel like so a lot of his lyrics and beyond the lyrics, a lot of his sounds and the music I think like speaks to me in that of like life and meaning and existence and mm. things. So I guess Karen Lyle makes sense in that way. Mm. You know, you did go down just then to your ovaries with your hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got them. You said, you got them. Yeah. Uh, was it something you went through after having a child because you had a you mm -hmm. know, baby and then obviously COVID hit? And, yeah. You know, there's so many pluses and, and, and mm -hmm. negatives to that, you know, going through and actually getting to spend time with your child yeah. as opposed to just, you know, living out of a, of a tour bus. And, yes. And sort of breastfeeding before you go on the stage, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the quote from you recently uh, sort of said, you know, last year I thought music is shit. Mm. What's the point of it all? Mm. And then you came 180 and said, you know, actually music is healing and it's everything and all that kind of stuff. But was the, the hardness you went through like a slight, almost a postnatal depression, uh, for want of a better term, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of, of going through something where you're like, fuck, that part of my life feeling loosey-goosey and being free is over. It's so true. It mm. did. And it didn't mm. hit me for a while. And I think, like, yeah, it was, like, all aligned with, like, pandemic, 
So, you know, like not touring, which was like such a big part of my identity mm. for the last four years. Mm. I turned 30, which I think I've never really like felt that connected to my age as like an identity piece. I've just yeah. kind of been like, I've always thought I'm 23 in my head. Like Went if up. someone, literally even like two years ago, if someone was like, how old are you? In my head, I'm like 23. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. How old are you? I'm like, find it. Find the real number. Like it's so weird. <laughs> Arrested development. No. Um, but like I think it actually, when I turned 30, I was like, and, and I guess it was like, yeah, becoming mom, not having that like being in the band that, I don't know, that helps you keep, feel youthful, feel, you yeah. know, a part of the world. And then I felt like, you know, my son was also really sick when he was first born. Oh, and really? Yeah. So it was just like there was so much that was just like this and then that. And and at first you kind of go through survival mode. You just do it, do it, do it. Yep. You're just staying alive, staying alive. And then I felt like I lifted my head and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like I didn't know who I was mm. and I felt afraid and I felt. Mm. And then I think the music thing got caught in up in that for sure where I was yep. just like. And I think that makes it like when I look at Sonny when he was sick, I'm like, Music, music is like vapor. It's so meaningless. Like I have a sick child. Mm -hmm. Like what the fuck? Like who cares? Like and you're spending all your time trying to write silly songs when you've got like there are sick children all in the world. Like what are you doing? You know. Yeah. So I felt like there was like that, mm. and I I think that there is a truth in that in some ways. I, I think they're equally true. But mm -hmm. I think I went through a time of like, you know, intense kind of like, I don't know, like grief or whatever. And so then I was like, music is nothing. Like, so silly. <laughs> and then um, I feel like I, you know, you start healing and you start kind of finding your way again. Mm -hmm. And and then even just remembering its true meaning and its true power. And I mm -hmm. feel like I kind of started coming back to it. How do you sort of, how did you reconfigure your brain and also come to terms with the thing I do, which I 10 minutes ago I thought was vapor, is the mm. thing that's going to keep food on the plate for Sunny. And me functioning and not having to get a job at Commonwealth Bank. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, too real. <laughs> um, like, I think it's like, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like it's one step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like in that place of like feeling like it's all shit. But then I, I think I felt like as like, even like Sunny was like kind of getting help and, um, you know, the world's opening up a little bit and like I was healing a bit. Like, I don't know. It's like... There's then your heart kind of cracks open again to like bits of light and mm. and I think like it almost just kind of happens it was just happening I it was like obliquely mm -hmm. I think I've heard about that like happiness like the pursuit of it should be oblique so it shouldn't be yeah. like find your happiness it's just like you know do these things and then it kind of like happens on the backswing of that yep. you know so yep. I felt like I was turning to Sunny I was like running I was starting to run I was like trying to do these things and then yeah. like. I don't know, there's like a shift in perspective and kind of like a freedom or something. Very cool. Mm. You just jumped ahead in my mind for both of us. In about 20 minutes' time, we're going to go and get Band Me on uh, Smith Street mm. and we're going to play Radiohead like, down on the way and mm. something cool is going to happen on the way because we're, we're doing that thing Yeah. and something else is cool is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. no pressure. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so your heart's sort of been open more by having a child and now you're feeling things more, you're feeling music more uh what's the word just deeply i think so yeah. i think that's the thing too like when you go through like hard things and um you keep living mm -hmm. you there's just like a depth that comes like mm -hmm. you know you just and i i i feel like that's where life can 
be exciting in that like you know like shit's going to come your way because that's just life and you don't have to like hide yourself from that mm-hmm. but you can endure it well hopefully mm-hmm. and you move through it and there's just like there's more depth and more breadth and um more meaning and i think like that has been true for my experience thus far mm-hmm. and so then i feel like the way that that relates to music is exciting because you know the the music that can come out of that place i think is exciting and meaningful mm-hmm. well for yeah. me like i i see that very clearly for my songwriting like it's so informed by my life experience so mm-hmm. you've got to live your life mm-hmm. and be engaged almost I, I guess that's another oblique thing like it's like I'm not like the music I need. I'm all about music. I'm actually more like I'm trying to be about life. And then mm-hmm. the music comes out of that, you know, mm-hmm. like not like hone in the music too much. Yep. Mm. Yep. Good Sorry. Idea. I think that was rambly, but. It's good. No, it was an, an, an oblique answer. <laughs> cool. uh, you played the recital center on the weekend. We'll talk about that very shortly. Mm. Uh, but you also did driver's license for like a version. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, I'm mm-hmm. it right. Uh, a song, a pop song that you wanted to do. Yeah, she's come out of nowhere. Now she has eight songs in the top yeah. twenty, I think, oh or the top fifty. I was like, all about the same dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who did her wrong? It's a lot. <laughs> you will pay. You have paid. <laughs> um, you should get a co-write. No. Um, <laughs> tell us about tackling that song and going, because I think from what I can tell and what I've read and what I've heard that you were like, oh, I really want to do this song. Oh, hang on. This is the perfect avenue. Triple mm. J like a version. Totally. Yeah. Because I like, I had no idea who she was. I like. It's funny, like Tim says now, because I'm a mum, I listen to Nova 969, like really loud, like mums now. I like go driving and he'll like come in the car and return the car and he just gets absolutely smashed by like, pop music. And he's like, what have you become? But um, yeah, I remember like- She had crazy eyes just then, just the podcast and what have you become? I just went zigzaggy, keep going. So I, I just, I, she, like she really uses her voice on that song. And I think that's, I was like, man, I'd love to sing that. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it's hard work singing that song, but mm-hmm. like, I liked the idea of kind of like doing it with guitars because I mean, I like the guitar, but um, yeah, there is something in that song mm-hmm. that obviously like, I don't know what it is. Cause you're talking about it's like, I mean, it's obviously breakup and whatnot, but mm-hmm. like just, I think the image was so strong and the emotion was so strong and I just really connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it actually took us a while to figure out how to do it, which mm-hmm. was frustrating because, like, we didn't know how to take the song on the journey in our own way. But we kind of we kind of got there in the end, I think. Mm, so, totally. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Smashed it. And tell us about the moment you had the crowd, the week at Melbourne Recital Centre, did two shows, yeah. sold out. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, you, you've got your flying wires up enough to know when you've got a crowd. Yeah. How quickly did you have them in the palm of your hand and, like, and like you guys are mine. Just just now, just you me. mean? Oh, that's funny. I mean, I think like they were very different shows from each other. Weirdly. So I heard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um, I felt like the Friday night it was like pretty instantaneous. Like I got out there and I was like, whoa! And there was like such an energy in the room. Yep. I reckon people are just stoked to be out totally together. Yep. So like. You know, the state of the world kind of does a lot of the work for you in that way. Mm. Like people are just like, <laughs> you know, so I think like that like felt really cool. And, and like I also find Melbourne crowds, I have to work a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe just the way they like um, reflect the music back is quite different. Like we played Brisbane the week before and they just like 
go off chops chaos yeah yeah and i'm just like yes like because it's like so instant it's so like yep. you're just like okay people like it that's good but with yep. melvin i'm like do you like this you know like, please give me some sign whatever um but man checks phone <laughs> yeah exactly oh like like a little like these ones you know and nodding the head mm. yeah giving a little bit of this one yeah 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 oh, i don't want to i don't want to get too crazy here yeah 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 oh, it shoots me i love yeah, getting into gigs and going to the front and showing people how it's done. Yeah, yeah. And I do not care how that sounds. <laughs> so actually, though, Friday night was like really kind of rowdy and I was like really surprised because also yeah. seated. Um, and then Saturday night apparently was like, according to like our friends and whatever, was mm -hmm. like actually really cool too. But I think I felt more intense in that one, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I like ate like – a wheel of cheese and a pizza beforehand. So I was, re I was really going through something physically. Um, On the Saturday night, you do this. Yeah, that. like an hour before I say. I always, I'm like, this is a good idea. Yeah. And then I get like the meat sweats on stage or something. But um, <laughs> but it was cool. And I don't know, like you know, people stood the whole time. Whereas like in the night before, it was kind of up down. Like take a seat in the quiet. Like they never sat down, yeah. and that was like kind of for cool. Saturday. Or yeah, Saturday. They stood the whole time. Yeah, even Good though that it. was the one I was feeling a bit more like, what is this? But like, yep. they were just like, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's about. why they were quieter because they're like maintain yeah, standing. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't be the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an odd it's an odd one because uh, Friday night crowds can be can go either way because okay. people can be just you know fucked off about emails at work right, and my right. boss. You know, right. my boss ragged on me for the for the fourth time on yeah, that report, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, but they can bring in that wild energy too. Yeah. And then Saturday night, usually it's like, oh, people have been pre-gaming for a few hours. You know, everyone's stoked uh -huh. to see each other. Everyone has arrived at the right time. Uh -huh. The venue as, as well probably didn't do you much favors in terms of the intensity. Yeah, know? yeah, like, exactly. It's not like a corner hotel show, even no. the, the forum. Yeah, the forum, yeah. you can just, you know, like people like, well, look where the fuck I am. Rosada said it's beautiful, oh, yeah. but, you know, rip you know, rip the, the seats out to really yes. have that feeling of totally. like not being socially distanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And getting over all that. Interesting. And when, this is probably the last question for you, Champion. Um, when was the first time as a kid you felt like you had a room? So you're singing hmm. in front of a decent-sized crowd and yeah. you, you got them. Whoa, that is a cool question. Um, I remember I was, I like, oh, what year was it? Like year nine, I won this like composition competition. Yeah. And I just started writing music because I, up until that point, was just doing classical piano. Like I, I never thought of myself as a singer mm -hmm. and at like at all. And I was like quite shy. And I won this competition. And then the thing is I had to perform my composition in the opera house as a part of this like music thing whatever and um I remember I just kind of like shuffled on I was wearing this like red turtleneck sweater and black pants I remember so clearly being like what am I doing like I just had but I remember getting out there and then there was like just go back and see at the opera house yeah okay yeah so, I you, guess you're, that's you're like, aged what, 14 15 yeah 13 13 less. yeah Oh, no, yeah, year nine. What is yeah. that? Yeah, 14. Yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah. At the opera house. Yeah. But it was all other school students, so it was like some sort of school thing. Mm -hmm. um, At the opera house. <laughs> I guess that's the perk of being a Sydney kid, you know. So, um, but I remember being like, oh, wow, like I, there was like an energy in the room. Yep. And something was happening. But like 
I almost was like kind of uncomfortable about it. I was like, which was like brilliant having a big grand piano because then I could just hide behind the lid of the piano. But I, I knew something was happening. And then afterwards people were like, whoa, what was that? And I was like, mm. Do you remember what you sang? <laughs> uh, it was like a song that I wrote, but I couldn't even tell you what it was. I have a manuscript of it. I remember like writing out a manuscript. Oh, yeah. but And how, how much did you warm your voice up? How? None. Yeah. I still don't. I don't know how to do any of that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just there? Yeah, just. Okay, give me something now. What? What? Sing something for me. Now. No, yeah. I know. I can't do that. I have my braces. I really in. like. I really, <laughs> if you took your braces out, you could. <laughs> oh wow! All of a sudden. <laughs> that's a mean question. <laughs> Fuck. That's that's incredible. Yeah, it was cool. It was special. Yeah. It was like, but I I still like after that point didn't do it. Like I was just like that was cool, and keep living life yep. kind of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you always have that in you know that arrow in your quiver. Where yeah. You, you know you've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've rocked the opera house, age 14. That's, yeah, that's a good way to, good place to end, my love. <laughs> Thank you very much. What do we have with 31 minutes? I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. The 1975. Oh. I know you love them. Yeah, Matt Healy. What am I missing? Because I like oh, a few of their songs. Okay. I saw them live and they mm. left me pretty cold. They okay. did one great song and then it was like um, diminishing returns after that. Okay. And as I was walking out of Laneway, a girl said to me and my friend, how can you be leaving? And I wasn't being bitchy. I just said to her, the songs. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, that's right. Cause of friction for this interview right now. Mm-hmm. But tell me, what, what, why do you love them so much? What, what, what do they mean to you, Matt Healy, the, mm-hmm. whole, the, the whole deal? Well, I came late to them. Mm-hmm. It was a brief inquiry into online, whatever. Yep. And um, I just felt there was just a couple of songs in there where I was like, holy moly, like um, there's a song, Love It If We Made It. I don't oh. know if you heard that. It's like hey, I'm it's ready, about- I'm ready to be have my mind changed because okay, at yeah, the moment yeah. it's like one in every three and songs I, I are, are actually, good. I get that. I really get that, particularly mm-hmm. with that older stuff. Like, I, it, I never got it. And, um, but like, there's just a few songs that I feel like, like he sings like "Love It Ever Made" is about addiction, and I just feel like I'm like, fuck, like that's it. Like you mm-hmm. just now such an intense energy and relationship, and it's like, and there's like, and then the next record, like, what is it? Uh, Notes on a conditional form. Like it's like. Again, like, because it's so vast as well. They have these, like, random songs. And, like, half it's not like I don't, like, listen to an album. I'm mm-hmm. like, you yep. know. But, yep. like, I'm willing. I love it. Like, I mm. I don't know what it is. I think mm-hmm. it's him. There's something yep. in his spirit. There's yep. something, like, I think he has, Pop like. A rock star, too. Yeah, there's yeah. something. He, he has, like, a deep truth and wisdom about something. Yep. And I think, like, I really love a lot of the sounds in those records. Mm-hmm. Um he goes all in. That's what, yeah, I've got to respect that. Yeah, you that, do. That but like, but you need the songs. Like, I'm never like want to work for songs. Like, a song mm-hmm. has to get me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never gonna be like, okay, I'll give it another go, <laughs> which is probably my loss in many, many ways. So it's like, like I'm not like give it a go. Like, if it gets you, it gets you. If it doesn't, it doesn't get you. But Instagram algorithm served me up this yesterday. This woman going, she's in the cave. Ladies, <clears throat> if you're making a for and against list for a man. You got to leave him. Oh, I saw that too. You I saw leave. that. I like <laughs> I like, that. Exactly. That's yeah, what this is. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. Coming out to Hit Different is our first ever special guest. Guest, guest. Uh, Hannah Joy. You've been a joy. You've been a Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> Palindrome happiness. Big love. See you soon. Subscribe. Tell everybody about this. Share it all over the world because we're lucky we're in Melbourne and we can go to gigs and talk about gigs, etc. So spread the love. See ya.